Hello and welcome to this edition of the ACAS podcast. I'm Robbie Hurley, Media Manager here at ACAS, and this is the second part of the ACAS podcast on resilience and well-being. And this week we'll be looking at what makes this time of year a bit different, maybe more difficult for some, and with a particular look at what managers can do to help themselves and to help their staff at this time of year. And so today I'm lucky to be joined by Francoise Woolley, our Head of Mental Health and Wellbeing, and Susan Raftery, Senior Advisor here at ACAS. Welcome both. Hello. Hello. So how are we getting on? Middle of December we're in. Are we getting into the Christmas spirit? <laughs> I just can't believe how quickly it's come. It's, it's uh, yeah, just, just sort of crept up very quickly. <laughs> I know we had our team Christmas party the other day and it was all remote, obviously. And I think um, I had a cup of tea and we did a quiz. And I think that's definitely the least I've drank for a, a Christmas team meeting. It's a bit different this year, isn't it? Definitely. It is is very different. So, I mean, we're talking about resilience and obviously it's something that's important all throughout the year, but it kind of seems to be something that comes up particularly around maybe the Christmas holidays or winter time. And so what makes this time of year different in terms of resilience? Um, In particular, obviously, 2020 has been a been a bit of a different year so what in particular might have made it different for this year Francoise? Ordinarily I think it can be quite difficult to be motivated at, at this time of year and I think you know especially with the climate that we're in whether you're a frontline worker uh, you're working relentlessly or whether you're remote working and you feel chained to your desk our resilience has really been tested this year and our motivational levels are, are definitely I'm noticing from speaking to people are definitely dwindling that's really tricky at the moment motivation levels and of course managers they need staff to be engaged and working productively one other thing that is difficult at this time of year is finances really people are worried about overspending around christmas time going all out to get presents uh, decorations etc but of course now in the current climate you know households will have been impacted would have uh, had reduced income be job losses and all those kind of things that are going to be really contributing to financial concerns and worries Absolutely. Susan, I know we were speaking a bit before, not on the podcast, about people sort of feeling Christmas can be a bit of a pressured time and trying to make it a particularly special one because of everything that's happened this year. Is that something that you've heard about and spoken about and do you think it's putting extra pressure on people? I think there's always that pressure to have perfect Christmas but I think even more so now certainly I've spoken to people who are very conscious of for example their children might have been in and out of school so parents are now thinking well we need to make Christmas extra special but of course it's very difficult and parents aren't having or any of us aren't necessarily having that line between work and home so those people who are still working from home are maybe looking around and thinking oh my goodness I've got to get the tree up and it feels like all that additional pressure to make it perfect but of course fortunately a lot of people are still working and it's quite difficult to as I say draw that line if you've been working in your home office or at your kitchen table for all day and then you log off and then you're thinking I've got to decorate the entire house so I think it's a much harder time this year than normal and as Francois said there's the additional issues around uncertainty 
whether that's financial, whether it's job security. One of the things as well, I think when we had the first lockdown, we all thought it was going to be relatively temporary. As time's gone on, certainly what I think we're all seeing is people's resilience is taking a bit of a beating because people are just thinking, I don't know when this is going to end. This is going to keep going. And although there is optimism around the vaccine, I think it is quite difficult for some people to, to self-motivate because this is stretching out a lot longer than they expected. Yeah, d- definitely. I mean, I think on a personal level, the, I, I completely agree with what you said in terms of the second lockdown becoming a, a bit more difficult because it was sort of, a, you could see the, you could almost see the beginning of the end and then it felt like it was coming back again to a different time and the resilience was definitely um, challenged. And one of the things that I noticed then was at the during the first lockdown I had a week's holiday planned and in, in I think sort of April time cancelled it because I didn't know what to do and, and whether I should take leave and then now I think that's another pressure around this time of year is about people taking leave a lot of people might have delayed it might be worried as you're saying about financial pressures about holding on to their job and maybe are unsure whether to take leave at this time of year so might seem like a bit of a facile question but why do you think it's important to take leave and is it a difficult time for managers trying to manage that is it a difficult conversation to have with their staff maybe asking them to take leave maybe they've noticed that some people are a bit burnt out but maybe they're not taking leave because they're saving it because they want to go away um what do you think about that uh, susan I think you're absolutely right. I I think we all did it early on. We thought, well, we'll just cancel some of our leave. I can't go anywhere. I'll save my leave up. And for managers now, they're looking at situations and, and good managers should be thinking, hang on a second, I've got a member of staff who maybe hasn't taken any time off for nine months. Now, even if people can't go anywhere, they should be encouraged to take their leave. They need breaks away from their screens or their workplace and really it's for managers to use all those skills that they almost certainly have already so having open and frank discussions with staff pointing out if they've noticed that their staff might be struggling a little bit it can be really hard for managers but always having those conversations and pointing out what they've noticed can help to build that relationship. The employee feels valued. And as long as the manager doesn't appear to be forcing an employee to take leave, as long as they're explaining the reasons behind it. And as I say, we'd say this in any time of the year, not just particularly Christmas, not just particularly in the, the COVID situation that we're in. Having those conversations is probably the most important thing you can ever do to build that relationship and make sure you look after your staff well. It is difficult, isn't it? And I think, you know, if we're, if we're talking about kind of frontline workers, so to speak, it's it's harder for them to take the time away than perhaps if you're not in, in those kind of industries. And also, if you, you know, it's, it's hard to find the incentive to take leave when, you know, you're restricted in terms of what you can do. But I think it's important that managers do have these conversations. We need to be thinking about prevention here. 
So we know that unless people have regular breaks, they don't have the opportunity to recharge. They are at risk of developing poor mental and physical health. And so we need to give staff permission. But we also, as managers, we should be clear with our staff that we have a duty of care. So managers have a duty of care to make sure that their staff have adequate break. We have regulations around this, working time regulations, and they're there for a reason. So it's really important to have those open and honest conversations. And it's also about kind of having those conversations with staff around, you know, why they might not be taking leave. They may feel that there's a pressure that they have to be at work. They may feel that they will let their colleagues down if they don't take breaks. But then managers need to have very transparent, open and honest conversations about that. And some of that might be about giving them permission to take that time away, because in the long run, that's going to be a lot better for them. And mm. if, if they are kind of frontline workers and obviously frontline workers still need to have a break. But if they can't have a break immediately, there needs to be some time allocated where they have those periods to have that respite away from what they're doing. Mm. So it's a lot about knowing your staff. Yeah, absolutely. It's all it I mean, all good management is about knowing your staff, knowing what individual situations are impacting them, all the things that we were talking about before in terms of how people are feeling with their motivation, any financial worries or concerns around workload is all is all about kind of knowing your staff really. And I think, you know, part of this is just, you know, asking the reasons why people aren't taking annual leave and making it clear that it's important that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing I was going to say is that, you know, we talked about pre-COVID, we talked about presenteeism quite a lot. We talked about people being at work when they're not well enough and the reasons that they might that they might be doing that. And that's often because of um, it could be financial. It could be because of work pressures and not wanting to let the team down. But we know that that will be happening you know, even more so now we're in this current climate, whether you're frontline working or whether you're remote working, you know, it might be that we have digital presenteeism, if you like, and people needing to be feeling like they need to be at their desk. But we need to make sure that people are having those breaks. Mm. I think that's a really important point as well as, you know, it's, I think it's something that we've all found, you know, maybe not taking the, the, the sort of natural time away from whether it be your desk or, or or whatever your sort of workplace is now as things have changed and um, I think particularly in December can be an interesting time for that because you tend to have sort of staff parties when you know if it's you work in an office or other type of workplace there's a slightly different atmosphere you know you maybe see your chief executive you know in a silly Santa hat or you know singing karaoke stuff like that so in, in terms of those things what are the sort of small things like that you might be able to do that managers can maybe suggest to help their staff and how important do you think those things are you know for example doing digital Christmas parties and and, and things like that I think it's really important. I think, again, I think good managers have been doing this throughout the year anyway. So whether it's Zoom coffee mornings or Zoom quizzes, but I think it's really important this time of year not to forget about that. And however it's arranged, I've certainly I've seen lots of of really good things that have been done. So I've seen um, somebody doing just a walk where actually everybody was in a different part of the country or a different different geographical location and they just went out with their phones and had a bit of a chat and swapped photos of where they were or having a bit of a 
as I say, at say half four in the afternoon, maybe right, everybody stopped working and you can all sit in front of your screen, unfortunately, but with either it's a cup of tea or a glass of wine or whatever you're comfortable with. And again, making sure that, that it's inclusive. Some people I know, even if we are, if even if they are working remotely, are less comfortable on screens, even if it's just an old fashioned phone call just for a bit of a chat. But I think there are a lot of really innovative ideas out there. I know one organisation have arranged their all their staff have had wreath making kits for Christmas wreaths sent to them by a florist. Again, it depends on the people and what they're comfortable with. But just thinking about ways of including people. And I think Francois's point about the e-presenteeism is, is a real concern that we're not drawing that line between work and home. And especially so at this time of year, as you said, a lot of organisations would have people finishing slightly early to go and get ready for their Christmas meal out. That's not necessarily there. So thinking about how we can replace it. But again, just having a chat with your staff about what they'd like to do, because the last thing you want to do is put people under pressure um, to, you've got to be on Zoom at five o'clock this Friday so we can all wear a silly hat. And noticing if people are uncomfortable with that, then, well, what other things can we do that can include them so they do feel relaxed and comfortable? And say, send them packet of chocolates through the post for example just just thinking about other ways of doing it and giving people permission to do that so normally a lot of organizations will say yes you can finish half an hour earlier or you can come in half an hour later for example i think the worry is that that managers might feel that senior managers will say well you're working well, actually, we still need a bit of downtime. We still need just to be a little bit silly for an hour or so. It, it works really, really well. Mm. I, I agree. Absolutely. I'd like to pick up on a couple of those those points that you made and um, put, put them to Francoise. Well, about the fact that, you know, managers knowing their staff is really important, as we've already discussed. But then again, managers that aren't sort of in senior management can tend to feel a bit squeezed at times and given the presenteeism given how busy everyone feels they are um Francoise what how do you think a manager can cope with that if they're thinking already you know how am I supposed to organize a digital remote Christmas party and while get speaking to senior management who aren't sure whether this is actual work or not is there any advice that you could you could give to them it comes down to that if we look after our people and we look after their health and well-being, they are going to be more productive. So if we invest time into supporting into individuals, into things like, you know, as Susan said, giving permission to have these social interactions, because we know that that's important, then we will get more out of our staff. I think... <laughs> I wonder whether sometimes it's about less about the time, but the recognising that it's important. So I used to say when I was working with organisations pre-COVID, when I came across, for example, HR managers who said, you know, this is all good and we want to support health and well-being and we want to put in, in place these initiatives and we know it'll help our staff. But how do we sell, sell this to our senior leaders? How do we sell this to the MD? 
And I think, you know, sometimes it's about talking their language. So often I would say, actually, it might be worth looking at some of the research, which looks at the cost of mental ill health to employers and going Farmer and Stevenson report, the Thriving at Work report in 2017. And, you know, there's lots of figures that, that are quoted there, costing UK employers 33 to 42 billion pounds, I think it is, the cost of mental ill health is. So, you know, sometimes it's about speaking language and, and thinking a bit more locally, you know, looking at kind of the impact of sickness absence or whatever it might be in your organisation. It's really just thinking about how much time does it take to have as part of a team meeting half an hour of a social event. We know reward and recognition motivates our employees. So it could be a, a silly award ceremony or something, you know, recognising the, the things that people have done well. So those kind of things are really, really important. It's speaking the language of the senior leaders, but it's also just trying to put these things in place that don't take much time. And then you can see the rewards that it will bring in terms of your staff feeling valued and, and recognised and, and all the rest of it, really. Yeah, I think from a personal experience, I think that's very important as well, because it does feel like December time is kind of a unique time for camaraderie or or, or bonding not sure of the best language there to use you know talking about working with your employees but it does seem like it is a unique time where you can sort of develop relationships with people that maybe take you slightly out of the day-to-day work life and then you help allows you to take that onto a, onto another another level can help you with your work and with your productivity and Robbie, can I can I also say that actually we've got to bear in mind that some people, you know, that the only interactions they have at the moment are people in work. You know, if, if somebody's living by themselves and loneliness can be a, a real issue at this time of year. So anything we can do to support employees who might be feeling lonely to feel a bit more connected, I think is really important to think about as well. And there's a lot of stigma, I think, around loneliness. But an awful lot of people do feel lonely and I think managers should be raising awareness around that and speaking to their staff about it and ensuring they develop a culture where peers can can support one another as well. I think that's a really good point because of course we've been talking a lot about managers and them picking up the signs of their team and they, they should be able to do that but sometimes they will miss things whereas if you are comfortable with your colleagues and your peers and you have that relationship then sometimes people will be able to say I've just noticed that my colleague was a little bit quieter than normal. She's normally the life and soul. So it is very much everybody looking out for everybody else. And and if there are concerns, having the confidence to say, is everything okay? And that camaraderie and that bonding, I'm much more likely to feel able to say that to somebody that I've got that relationship with. How are you doing? Is everything okay? And as Francois said, breaking down that stigma. So it's I would ask somebody if I knew they had a bad back or a sore foot. So actually just saying, just checking you're okay is is completely normal regardless of how people are. And uh in this time of working, especially with remote working, what are those sorts of things that you that managers can look out for? I think one of the the really important thing is the is the changes in people. Some people are quiet. And that's absolutely fine, but it's picking up on that they are quieter than usual, they are more withdrawn than usual, and 
having the confidence to ask how people are. I know that some managers are very reluctant to ask about, and Francois mentioned the loneliness situation. We may not know about our staff's personal situations and you're not prying. You're just checking they're okay. So how are things? How are things at home? For example, just asking quite general questions. And as I say, it's not making people tell you, but just so people know that you're there to support them. And as I say, it's the differences. So I'm not turning my camera on at all, whereas maybe a couple of months ago, I was quite comfortable doing that. Am I difficult to get hold of by phone? Am I logging on extremely early and logging off very late? Am I sending emails at midnight? Some people do all of those things. But again, it, it's the things that change. This isn't like them to do that. Those are the sort of things that, I, that would be flagging up concerns for me. I would agree with that. So lots of different signs there. Are you finding that individuals are not turning up to meetings? Are you finding that individuals' performance is dipping? And I mean, all these signs might not be necessarily an indicator that someone is suffering with their mental ill health, but they're signs that should trigger a conversation from a manager. So actually, is somebody not performing because they are struggling with their mental health or is it because they're juggling childcare and working full time or or caring for somebody and working full time so we don't know until we have those conversations and we really get to kind of know what is going on with our staff and and reassure them you know that we are there to support them and and um that's why we're having that conversation and i think not forgetting about the people who've always seemed really able to cope and really resilient as well mm. because I think manage, there's a lot of very good managers who will know for example if their staff have had difficulties in the past or have had some episodes of mental ill health but those people that maybe have always seemed very on top of things very comfortable very resilient not forgetting about them oh they're always fine I don't need to worry about them has something changed are there differences I think that's a really good point um, because what we're finding, you know, 2020 has been a very difficult year. And what we're finding that even the most resilient of people have been tested during this time. So absolutely, you know, we need to sort of check in with all of our staff in the same way, really, and just make sure that they're OK. OK, well, thank you so much, Francoise and Susan, for a really good session today on the podcast. I um, personally found that really enlightening and um, learned a lot. So hopefully our listeners did too. I think given what we've been talking about, given where we are at the end of 2020 and going into this Christmas break, the things that I really took away from that is thinking about your staff, the people that you're working with, and that everyone's situation is very different and how important it is, even though you are maybe working remotely and working away from each other, is getting to know each other and staying in contact and um, remembering that you know we're all in this together and that contact with each other can help and speaking to each other can really really help so thanks again uh, for all of your chat with me today this has been the ACAST podcast there are useful links in the episode notes if you're facing any of the problems or other complex problems in your workplace please feel free to get in touch for a free chat thank you very much for listening